the kayfabe crunch is complete thanks to polish and shine at-home nail kits with sub-salon quality. Women are only empowered if their nails look hella fly. A man told me that. So ladies, get your nails looking super fresh with Polish and Shine nail kits. Your hands take care of you. So show them love by fingering yourself happy. The Kayfabe Crunch will never, ever be the news again. Good news! This is your Kayfabe Crunch for Saturday, August 15th, 2020. God, what a year. I'm Dan Dirty Deeds. Coming up on today's edition, we have all the latest from SmackDown, plus the third and final installment of our history of pro wrestling series. But first... In grappling history, in 2004, Randy Orton defeated Benoit to become the youngest ever world champion. He managed to do this even though he was suffering from a bad case of something called nepotism. Sounds terribly toxic. And in 2010, Team Cena soundly defeated Team Nexus to defend the honor of WWE. If the powers that be really want to put a stop to retribution, all they have to do is simply free Cena from the parallel dream dimension the Fiend trapped him in. God, I love this sport. Thanks for choosing this silly podcast. You're absolutely brilliant, but so is everyone else listening to this. So don't get any ideas above your station. And now, let's get on with the toilet trapping news. Top story, end of an era. We are following the developing story of Retribution here, who once again attacked SmackDown. Notice how they never attack 205 Live. At the top of the broadcast, Michael Cole suggested that Retribution are, and I quote, hiding behind current events to cause chaos in WWE. He must be referring to Raw Underground, and the idea that no one will notice the ideological attacks if an old orange guy is wheezing about everything being fine and cool. Last night's show was supposed to kick off with Big E versus John Morrison, but mere minutes into the match, Retribution attacked. There were eight members this time, which is up from the five we had previously seen, leading many scientists to believe that the faction is just rabbits standing on top of one another, dressed in black. That old trick. They escaped due to WWE security consisting of just James Ellsworth and Stevie Richards. That <laughs> that joke would land a lot better with with visuals. Like if this was sort of a of a Daily Show thing or a or a Fox like like a Bill a Bill O'Reilly is he still around? Like a, a a thing with a guy talking next to a screen, and I could put up the picture of the security. But it's not. It's a podcast, so don't know why it's still in the script. After the attack, Corbin, Big E, and Sheamus all put their hats and or crowns in the ring to lead the charge against Retribution. However, the infighting led to no leader. 
Later in the night, Mr. E and Mr. Mr. Mo once again tried to have a match, this time with the entire SmackDown roster at ringside. In a classic case of bamboozling, Retribution attacked the backstage area instead, where they added several more crimes to their rap sheet, which I have right here. Multiple counts of knocking over some things, two counts of assaulting an official, one count of mixed message graffiti, and one count of trapping a man in a toilet mid-bowel evacuation. That last one, I, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but uh, it's, it's a nightmare. It looks like WWE will be in a different venue going forward, as the Performance Center era comes to an end. In order to keep Retribution out, might we suggest somewhere with a fence? And now it's time for your fast count, the fireball to the face of news. AEW Tag Team Appreciation Night pays respect to all tag teams from the past and present, providing they possess a pair of penises. The Fiend has caused Braun Strowman to shave his head. To quote a popular seafaring philosopher, bald, 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 my eyes. Asuka to face Banks and Bailey for their respective titles. Sources say Asuka will also challenge for the United States 24-7, European, Hardcore, and Million Dollar Championships. AJ Styles sings the praises of statistics in wrestling, which is why it's a shame he ignores data when it comes to the spherical nature of certain objects. The Velveteen Dream returns to NXT. He'll face Finn Balor next week for a chance to qualify for TakeOver 30. In this matchup, Dream has youth on his side, which might explain why he's so into himself. Shorty G is seeking the King's Ransom. Backstage reports suggest the ransom is 20 bucks and a slap round the chops. That's straight from Dave Smelter. Rose and DeVille to face off at SummerSlam in a hair versus hair match. Normally, this would be rather vicious, but it seems pretty tame after an eye for an eye. Kalisto returns to help his friends in the Lucha House Party. With the re-emergence of their third man, the house party's noise curfew now returns to 11pm. More people, more noise. And that's your fast count. You've been counted out. Get that man a damp cloth. Now it's time for the final part of our history of pro wrestling documentary. You can listen to part one and part two in episodes 60 and 64, respectively. Or disrespectively, if you want. I don't mind. This is the history of professional wrestling. Part 3. Inceptions. Prior to the Second World War, wrestling was dying. Then, a right-wing totalitarian despot named... Well, you all know who I'm talking about. Incidentally, that man failed to make it in the sport of kings. As a wrestler named Adolf Ziegler. To think... Had he managed to win wrestling crowds over, 
perhaps history would be very different. After the violent defeat of the biggest villain of all time, audiences clambered to see similar action in the squared circle. However, the business was shot to tatters. Many brave men had died fighting Adolf Ziegler, and many greedy promoters who had refused to fight due to a self-invented rich man bone disease had taken their purses to South America. In 1948, the remaining promotions decided to group together and form a loose connection, known as the NWC, which we all know as the National Wrestling Coalition. Not to be confused with my favourite hip-hop group, N-Words with Concerns. This became known as the Territory System. Each promotion was given its own land to grapple in. A man could lace up his boots in Atlanta, Idaho, and then be grappling for the title in Poughkeepsie, Vancouver, before the next beaver migration. It was a golden era for wrestling, with athletes and promoters working together in harmony as just three stabbings per year was actually rather tame for the 1950s. You may have even heard of some of the superstar hot-ticket names from this era. They included Killer Kolash, the first vegan deemed fit enough to fight, Handsome Harry. His act would be something of a hate crime now, but at the time it was very progressive. And Lou Thex, perhaps the biggest name and the champion all promotions wanted. He was something of a prom queen, as he had promoters courting him around the clock. Although he didn't look like a prom queen, no, that was Handsome Harry's business. These unions coexisted in relative peace, sharing champions, wrestlers, and knowledge across North America. That was until a right-wing totalitarian despot named, well, you know who I'm talking about. But it wasn't just North America taking the wrestling world by storm. It would be a disservice to not cover the rise of professional wrestling the world over. So, let's look at what was going on in the ever-cosmopolitan United Kingdom. Coming up next on BBC Sports Hour, it's badger baiting with the landed gentry. But for now, back to the wrestling. Well, that was an excellent bout we just witnessed. Sir Maddo of Jaro defeating Hugh. Five falls to half a sixpence. Now it's over to Mae West, standing by with everyone's favourite Yorkshireman, Dick Humber. Dick, you're up next. Any words for your opponent? He's a bastard. They're all bastards. Each and every one of you at home, you're bastards. You, miss, you're a bastard. That old lady in front row, she's a bastard. Just get me the bastard ring. Let's get the bastard wrestling. Back then, it was legal to curse in broadcast media. Compare this to modern times, where I can call your dad a stupid c**-sucking and a robot will simply remove the inappropriate words. I think you'll all agree, Humber's speech would simply not carry the same weight with such censorship. The true superstars of the British scene were Large Papa and Giant Barleywater. Both athletes kept wrestling well into their 80s, and, sadly, both men died of a heart attack in the middle of the ring, during the same match. Against each other, 
They landed in sort of a heap on top of one. It was, it was tragic. Wrestling remained on British screens until the mid-1980s, until American greed reached out its grease-stained palms and changed the direction of the sport forever. Which brings us to the present day, our times, post-pyro. The age influenced by this right-wing suitwearer. An age of business numbers, TV ratings, and celebrity personalities. What I've learned on the journey this documentary has taken me on is that we've forgotten what this sport is truly about. Bashing heads in, conning people out of coin, and moving on to the next town before anyone's the wiser. And what's next for wrestling, I hear you ask. Or at least, I hope you did, because that's what this final bit is about. Maybe robots? VR cyberfights? Perhaps you ingest a pill that makes you, the viewer, experience deep violence in the tiniest pockets of your inner cortex. Who can say? What I can say, though, with such a high degree of certainty, is that this is the end of the documentary. Goodbye. Join us Tuesday when we'll ask, Will Shane McMahon ever be cool again? And remember, you can support this podcast by listening back to episodes you might have missed. It's the news, so that shouldn't work. But it does, on, on some levels. This has been the Kayfabe Crunch. You're not quite daily, not quite news. Bump for the world of professional wrestling. The Kayfabe Crunch is complete thanks to Polish and Shine. With over three patterns and two colors, our nail kits come with files, dials, and textiles. Buffers, fluffers, and stuffers. Clippers, dippers, and finger slippers. Buy two Polish and Shine nail kits today and then buy a third for the exact same price. Polish and shine, because you're better than other women. The Kayfabe Crunch.